Welcome to your best bets, WGC match play preview this week. We're going to review the Valspar Championship where Sam Burns gets another victory. Uh, We didn't have a show last week. The Players' Championship threw everything off our whole timeline, so we just skipped the show. Didn't talk about Cam Smith winning a boatload of money last week, so maybe we'll mention him along the way as well. Joining me to break it all down, the latest uh, victim of the Coach K Victory Tour, Johnny Strauser, is here. Johnny, welcome. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Yeah, I was hoping that we'd end Coach uh, K's career uh, last night, and they actually played pretty good, but uh, Duke was too tough down the stretch. So sad about that, but it is what it is. Funny how all those whistles kind of go Duke's way the last three or four minutes of the game, isn't it? I was not going to say that. I wasn't going to be one of those guys that uh, complained that my team, you know, got some bad calls or didn't get the favorable whistle. But, you know, it's just stuff you got to overcome. And unfortunately, the uh, Bo Borowski, who um, is I think he hates Tom Izzo more than anybody else on this planet. Um, and the calls always seem to go against uh, Izzo with that guy. You know, it's unfortunate Michigan State couldn't get the job done. I feel very confident Texas Tech might be the team to take them out in the Sweet 16. We'll see how that goes this week. Uh, Also here, first time, I think, since the PGA Championship preview last year. uh, Probably. Scott Pieri. Scotty P, what's up, buddy? Uh, Happy about acquiring – the eighth or ninth best quarterback in the AFC today, correct? I am. I am. I'm not going to lie. I am. <laughs> I think it's a good move for the Colts. I'm I'm thrilled. Out of everybody that was out there, that would have been the guy I would have loved to have seen. I think it'll be a resurrection of him for a few years, maybe give them an opportunity to maybe get another young quarterback, have him groom them a little bit. I think I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be fire in Indy. I do. Are we, are we talking about the same guy that I saw play football last season, Matt Ryan? Yes, we are. Well, you know, it's interesting with him. He's either been 13 and three or three and 13 every season he's played. It's been one or the other, you know, there's been no, it's been feast or famine with him, but I mean, he's a former MVP played in the Super Bowl, got his team to a Super Bowl. I, 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 I like the move. I do personally. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm all for the, the Colts actually doing something at quarterback. It probably is an upgrade over the, uh, the erratic Carson Wentz who, you know, threw more left-handed passes than, uh, you know, a left-handed quarterback did last season. I, I just don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be enough, but I appreciate them moving forward with a plan. Uh, I did see Darius Leonard within 30 minutes of the move was recruiting Julio Jones, who's uh, another player. Would be something? And Well, I mean, you can recruit an old wide receiver for an old quarterback. That might right. work well. The, the two old guys played together. They're old together. <laughs> <laughs> guys, let's let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, a golf tournament that happened this past week in the Valspar Championship in the Tampa area. I, I love this tournament. It's usually a really interesting, different kind of tournament. It doesn't feel like your typical Florida cor- course. It feels <clears throat> more like somewhere you'd see like in the Carolinas. It's got some undulations, some a lot of tree line holes. And it usually produces a good tournament. It definitely did that this weekend. I was, you know, tuned into a lot of basketball a lot of the weekend. I watched the entire round on Sunday. Um, Sam Burns, uh, I guess, you know, a superstar, maybe not quite, but definitely a star, uh, an up-and-comer at 25 years old, his third win within the last 10 months. Not a lot of guys can do that. Not a lot of guys have done that over the last five years. Uh, where do we stand on Sam Burns now? Scott, I'll start with you. Um, well, listen, I've played in Innisbrook. I've been there a, uh, a few times. Um, I don't know if either of you have had the opportunity to play it, but it is a narrow track. I mean, I know they talk about the undulation, and there there is some role to it, no question. It's it's the narrow shoots to hit the golf ball through. I mean, if you get it going crooked or you catch a windy day there, I am here to tell you, bogeys are everywhere, every hole. So, um, listen, Sam Burns is, um, you know what? He's just a winner. I mean, I don't know how to really categorize him other because he hits it kind of long, 
but he hits it kind of straight. He puts it pretty good. I mean, he's one of those guys that doesn't look like he has anything really going wrong, and he just has a way of, of getting it done. I just look at him, and he's just one of those players who just hits it on the button time after time after time. And it doesn't matter if it's in the fourth round, coming down the stretch, or it's in the first round just trying to get going. He just doesn't seem to uh, have a pulse coming down the stretch. And I, I think we're, I think he's going to be – I mean, I think he's potentially a 15-21 to 21 guy. And when it's all said and done, I think, I think he is. Oh, I love, I love that you went there. Cause uh, Johnny knows I love the ceiling discussion. Johnny, we've been doing this podcast for about 18 months. I don't know if we've talked about any guy on the podcast as much as we have about Sam Burns, because he's in contention a lot. He all puts the himself uh, in, in the mix on Sunday quite a bit. Hasn't always gotten it done, but he's starting to get it done more. Uh, what's your take on Burns' latest win here? Yeah, I mean, it, we've talked about him for a reason because he is—he's a really, really good player, and I think he's going to become, you know, for a number of years here, he's going to contend with the, you know, top ten, top twelve in the world, um, you know, on a yearly basis, and, and I think he's got a lot of wins in him. Um, I think he could win major championships. He's got the the game. Seems like he's got the mental makeup as well, like uh, like what Scott was saying, um, and. You know, he, he putts really, really well. And if you look at the wins, the, the golf courses that he's won on or contended on, um, he's played some pretty tough courses as well. And that, uh, um, you know, with some good fields and everything. So I think that, uh, that shows you exactly what kind of golfer that he is. And, you know, when he first started out, um, you know, he, he played well from time to time. And it's just a matter of learning the tour life and learning, uh, learning the golf courses and, and uh, learning his game as he is uh, maturing there. And, and I see a pretty high ceiling for him. One, I, I don't usually like to try to uh, be overly confident on a certain guy, you know, as much as I can, at least, but this is one guy that, that I would echo, you know, a 15 to 20 win guy potentially. And, and I do see uh, a major championship or more in his future. I know we were touting him for the Ryder cup last uh, August, September. We said he, he was deserving of a pick if he got one. You know, he was probably the first man out. Uh, I think we'll, it's safe to say we're going to see him on the President's Cup team this year and probably the Ryder Cup team going forward. Um, I, I've, I've kind of compared him to a, a Dustin Johnson type. Um, you know, just his attitude, he seems pretty easygoing. Things kind of fall off his shoulders pretty easily when they don't go well. And his game reminds me a lot of DJ can make birdies and stretches, a six, seven birdie round guy. Um, you know, hits it pretty straight, like Scott said, hits it pretty long, puts it well. And the, the the knock on him for a while before the last 18 months was that his iron game was letting him down. And he really made strides in his iron game. I think this week he was second or third in strokes gained approach. And when he's doing that, we know he's amazing uh, on Bermuda. He can really put Bermuda greens well. He's going to contend. And it's going to be fun to see his trajectory going forward because he doesn't get as much fanfare as maybe the other guys in their early to mid-20s, like the Morikawas, the Hovlins. Uh, even the Scheffler now, but I kind of liken him to Scheffler. These guys maybe aren't these superstar levels that non-hardcore golf fans are going to know, but I think they can. They're they're, they're going to be they're going to be a draw when you you know if you go to a tournament want to watch someone play. I mean, I wouldn't watch Sam Burns play. I think he plays a pretty fun brand of golf. So I like the double-digit wins. Fifteen to twenty wins for his career seems appropriate. I think the next step for him is contending in you know in a, a major this year. That would be a huge step in his career, right? Yeah, I mean, listen. He, one, I think one of the things you're seeing with this younger, th- this young crowd now, the Burns, the Hovlins, um, uh, the more cowas, they they all play good with the lead. I mean, it's it's just this this thing that they do, and I don't know if that's I don't know why that is with this this um, this group of of young golfers, but Sam Burns just he he gets the lead and he 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 can sleep on the lead and he never really falls back much. Hovland's the same way, Morikawa is the same way. So they are fascinating to me when you get those guys kind of up near the lead, and there's a couple few of them, and then you throw Justin Thomas in and Jordan Spieth or whoever else or DJ. I just think it's, I think it's unbelievably exciting golf right now. I love it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you've, you've echoed kind of what Johnny and I've been saying. It's a great time to be a golf fan. These mid or young up and 20 something guys are really just making a name for themselves. And 
you know, you look at it like this week, Morikawa didn't contend, Havlin didn't contend, but Burns is there. And the next week, it's it's probably going to be one of the other guys. It's it's really a fun time to watch golf. Johnny, what are some other takeaways from Valspar? Davis Riley, we've been we talked about him a couple mm-hmm. times as maybe an up and comer guy that's one in Corn Ferry. Great player at Alabama. He's starting to make a name for himself. Most weeks, that's good enough to win, especially at a course like this. Comes up just short. JT, ball striking machine. He's so close. Almost mm-hmm. put it together. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, with, with Davis Riley, what a good golf swing. I mean, that oh, thing oh, oh. is on plane. And Unreal. He just rotates it and, and fires. And just, I mean, one of the better golf swings I've seen here in, coming out in recent years. But he's going to be one of those guys that like a Burns and maybe not with that kind of ceiling. But, you know, he was, was a great player in college. He'll bloom later. And that's why I think, you know, going back to Sam Burns there, um, you know, him not having the the elite college career like Morikawa or some of those guys who are winning instantly here, you know, they're just kind of learning the game. But yeah, Riley was uh, looked good. He had that uh, was a triple bogey he made real early in the uh, the final round there. And, and you thought that the wheels would absolutely fall off. But I think at that point, he kind of just free wheeled it a little bit and started making some putts. Um, you know, he looked nervous the first few holes, you know, going into, uh, or starting that final round, I should say, and, and really, um, um, you know, kind of came on and, and made birdies. And, and the fact that he got into a playoff was, was quite remarkable after that start there. So I think he's got a good future here. It's just a matter of him getting the, the reps and getting, uh, getting himself in contention and, and learning how to be uncomfortable on a Sunday and, and, uh, but the, like I said, the golf swings there, and I did like uh, like what I saw out of JT there. I mean, we're looking Masters is only a couple of weeks away, so we want guys who are you know you know coming into form here. He really didn't putt well uh, that last day, but he did putt pretty good though. I think the the first three, so there is some promise there. We've always talked about him. He kind of comes and goes with the putter. Um, I'd say three good days compared to one bad. That that's at least you know show some positives there, but uh, really trying to look at these guys that are going to be playing well here in these next couple of weeks because they're looking to to get their game peaking for Augusta here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're right around the corner. It, it feels like it shouldn't be here, but it, it's that close. Uh, yeah, Scott JT is um, incredibly fun to watch. I mean, I, I we didn't talk about the players, of course, because you know we skipped our show last week, but. Man, that was a that's a ball striking exhibition. Uh, Saturday, the players when it was you know gusting thirty five yeah. felt more forty miles an hour. It felt like he was winning the tournament, and he wasn't. But I mean, you won't find much better ball striking than JT's put on the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was him and Bubba Watson like within 15, 20 minutes of each other posted sixty nine, sixty eight when it didn't look like anybody should break seventy five. You know, it's funny you guys mentioned Justin Thomas because lat- yesterday it just sort of dawned on me when I watched him finish. He's a little he's a little pissed right now. He's a little cantankerous, right? He's been in the top 10, eight out of 10 events, and he hasn't won. And he's got that look like he's a little pissed off. Mm-hmm. And that's usually when he when he goes. I mean, I would put him at the front for the Masters right now. He just looks like he's a little bit irritated. He hasn't got it done and he's playing this good. I I look for him to win this week or, you know, the yeah. Masters for sure. Uh, yeah, and I, I like that about JT. I I it's it's what I call my the, the, a guy's give a shit level. He 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 doesn't like that he's the eighth or ninth ranked player in the world because he sees himself as right now he should be mm-hmm. top two or three. And That's right. um, he's motivated. I think he really wants that second major bad. Um, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, jinx it, but man, that that's looking like a good play. Cause every time I pick JT, he he'll shoot 77, 70 and <laughs> or something. So, um, all right. I don't think anything else from Valspar, Johnny, anything from you? Good guys. The, um, so Johnny and I have been talking about the LIV live golf tour for, mm-hmm. I, I mean, what, three or four episodes, Johnny, we've talked about this. We've talked about Greg Norman. We've talked about all the fallout with Phil Mickelson. It's been entertaining uh, to talk about for sure. And uh, Greg Norman made the, you know, he was like making like the media tour this week uh, about the schedule. It came out. Um, first event is going to be Canadian Open week, which is the week before the U.S. Open. I'm actually going to share my screen here if I can and uh, bring up the schedule, guys. 
Um, that is not the schedule. First, uh, you know, it's going to be in London, and then we got a Portland event, uh, New Jersey, and it's spaced out every few weeks. Um, you know, he was on the Subpar uh, podcast, the Colt Nose podcast, and then he was with Gary Williams on Golf Channel, his podcast, basically saying that, you know, they don't really have any deals with players still, but you know, that there's top 10, top 15 guys emailing him daily. I, I don't really know what to believe with what Norman's saying. Um, but the, the, the money invested is, um, you know, it's basically $20 million per event, which is kind of on par with what the players championships, uh, what that purse showed to be a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I like some of the idea of these events, but there's a lot more to talk about, as Johnny and I have mentioned, with where the money's coming from, um, all of the political ramifications, which Norman basically ignored in all of his press tour this week. Scott, I'm interested in your take on this tour with Norman, maybe some of the fallout with Mickelson. Where, where, where's your stance yeah. on this? Well, okay. Uh well, I think I think you know the two front runners. I mean, as far as Norman and Mickelson go, you probably couldn't have two bigger egos involved in this thing uh, between the two of those guys. Um, so there's going to be a lot of sound bites and quotes and things that are going to come out on this with, from them because that's just who who they are. I, 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 let me just say one thing um, that really uh, I don't really care for the way that the tour is handling it. Um, and I think the PGA Tour has done an amazing job. I absolutely, I, I listen. I was a member of the Champions Tour in 2019, a member of the PGA Tour. I, if it was me in this situation with Saudi Arabia and that whole thing, I don't know that I would be doing anything with that personally. If I was one of the top 20 players in the world, I think I would probably stay put. But I, I, I just, I, I don't like that. The, if if it is truly going on, that people are being threatened with suspensions and things from the tour. Listen, these guys are independent contractors. I can play wherever I want. If I want to go play a European Champions Tour event, their senior tour, I'll go play over there. If I want to go play the senior event in South Africa, I'll go play over there. If I've earned my status on that tour, they have no right to tell me where to play. None, in my opinion. That would really irritate me if I was a part of that. Now, that doesn't mean that I would go jump and do that, but I don't like the fact that if that's truly going on, that's I'm, I wouldn't be down with that. That would not that would not fly. I, I should be able to go play where I want to play. Now, with that being said, um, you know what Phil did is, you know, he did he get suspended? Did, did, I'm sure you guys talked about. Did he get suspended or did he leave? Or you know, nobody really knows. That is certainly con conduct detrimental to the tour. That is that is certainly suspendable stuff. What was said, the way he handled it. I understand that, you know, it's supposed to be off the record, but the guy who's writing the book is saying, listen, I picked the phone up and he just started just spitting stuff at me. You know, it was never talked about. So listen, I, I don't know. I think they're going to have a hard time. Listen, it's going to be an international field is what it's going to be. It's going to have to be, it's not going to come from the PGA tour. I don't think you're going to get everybody that they want from the PGA tour to come over and do that. I mean, I, I don't know what to believe either. Is DeChambeau in? Is he not in? I mean, that's a hell of a lot of money they're throwing at him. Um, did did Mickelson, is he a part of ownership and maybe stuck his foot in his mouth more with the Saudis than he did at the PGA Tour? I, I, it's It remains to be seen. I, I have no idea. I have no – guys, John, I'm sorry. I have no inside information on this. <laughs> I have none of my buddies from the Champions Tour telling me anything about what's going on with this. I just think that, guys – should be able to go play where the heck they want to play. And if they choose to play there a little bit, they can play there a little bit. If they've earned their right to play the PGA Tour, they should still maintain their status. And as far as going over there and playing, I think it's a roll of the dice. I just think it's a roll of the dice. And Scotty P, I thought you were going to come on and give us some inside info. but I have nothing. I'm, I'm disappointed. I get um, some inside stuff, but I don't have anything on this. Nothing. <laughs> Uh, Johnny, as we've, as we've talked about, there's so many question marks with the, this tour. We don't know who's playing. We don't know if there's a, you know, the TV situation where, you know, <laughs> there's no TV deal that we know of. Um, we, we see a schedule and that's about it at this point. And a lot of Greg Norman, uh, a lot of Greg Norman's face on the, on, on the television the last seven days, but that's really about it. I mean, does this does this have any legs past the eight events they have planned? 
I, I think it does because there's finally a schedule. I think we've, we've talked about this thing for what, what has it been like two, two and a half years, something like that. And it's just been talk. It's just been all this money, you know, where the money's coming from kind of not really even officially, you know, as far as a format, you know, not as a 54 hole event instead of 72. Um, you know, there, it sounds like there's teams, but the fact that they've got golf courses that they're going to play on, um, it's it's got it's got footing now. Are you going to get you know Xander and uh, Morikawa and DJ and them? Okay, no, absolutely. You you might yeah you'll get probably Jason you're going to get Jason Kokrak. He's going, but yeah. you're doing he's doing it. But like like Scott said, I mean it's going to be uh, guys on the European tour, the Asian tour. You're sure. going to get that, but it's just how long do they want to commit to this? Is this is going to be you know for the first year or two? It's going to be a lot of you know, let's, let's see how these events are run and let's see the popularity and let's see how the sustainability of, of the tour and the tournaments and the money and everything like that. And then maybe in five years, maybe in 10 years, this becomes something, but you know, they're, they're looking for the big splash with these, you know, these top 20, 30, 40, 50 guys. I don't just, I don't see that happening. Um, So the fact that there's a schedule, I think is, is, is pretty huge. Um, as because there's now something that's going on now that we know it's going to start up here in, in June, but the fields are going to be bad. It's just going to be worse than a, a, a corn fairy event, um, for the first little while. But you know what, that's, you, you got to kind of like, like, even, you know, all the crap that Mickelson said, you've got to create chaos to, to build something up. And that's, if that's what they want to do, they're, they're going to have to do it in order to make this tour successful. And, and like I said, it's probably, you know, we got to project five years from now, whether this is going to be a thing or not, because I don't see anything happening anytime soon. Phil, oh, so can I say something real quick? Oh, yeah, go ahead. So, so if, if it was me and I was Xander Shoffley, let's say, or in his position, if this came out of Australia, if this came out of South Africa, right, it would be a different story. Yes. It would be a different story. There's no question about it. If somebody, if this was based out of South Africa, South Africa, and it was, uh, you know, a billionaire there uh, who's in cahoots with Greg Norman, and I mean, it would be a different story. There but would be more we, guys, much we, more in line. No we have we have that though with the PGL though, which is a Europe-based uh, startup league that their money is not from a murderous government. Correct. I mean. That plays a big role in this, man. I mean, if I listen, if I was Jason Kokrak, I mean, or let's say Xander Shoffley, and they said, listen, you commit to six events with us and I got you for 11 or 12 mil. Pfft, hell yes, I'd go play. Yeah. I mean, and I would fight the PJ Tour for, over my membership. If they wanted to suspend me or find me or something, I, I would fight them. I'd take them to court and say, you can't. What are you talking about? I'm an independent contractor. I can do whatever I want. I've maintained my good faith. I've maintained my, my membership. I've played enough events. I'm, you know, I'm exempt. Uh, but it's the Saudi part of it that is the sour part of it that I think what Johnny just said, it's it's not, it's, I can't see it gaining traction and getting legs and being more than five years. I just can't. I just can't. You know, yeah. you're not going to get the best players. Yeah. And I know the PGL, they, they have said all along. I, sorry. I don't know the PGL, by the way. It, it, it's, it's, it's the same idea. And really it was, it, the idea came, I don't know, 2019, 2020, um, with hmm. in, investors, uh, European based investors. Okay. Um, and, and that they had the idea. I, th- and basically the, the Saudi golf league came along basically stole the idea and they trumped uh, the idea. more, more money. Uh, um, got it. The PGL was a bit of a, it was a, that this idea, and this is the Saudis taking it and put it on steroids. Um, so I, and, and the PGL was supposed to supplement the PGA tour schedule, still eligible to play the majors, all of that. I don't know where this goes. The fallout though, guys, and this is news just, within the last few hours, Phil Mickelson is not going to play the masters in 2022. I don't know if that's necessarily that shocking. I, I, I would be a bit surprised if we see him at all this season at any event, uh, PJ tour or any of the majors, because I think he's going into this, this, uh, a bit of a hold to, you know, reclaim his image. Johnny, are you surprised by, by Mickelson not playing the masters? No, not at all. I, I, I think we had talked about before. I think when we brought this up on our last podcast, I said he wasn't, I don't expect him to play through at least half the year. 
Um, I still think that's going to be the same. I'm curious, is he going to show up in London and uh, in early June there at the first event? Mm. Um, you know, it, it, is that what uh, is going to happen now that they've got a schedule? But I think as far as him playing at least this year, and like I said, I don't know if he's ever going to play in a PGA Tour event again. He might just say, you know, I'm done with it. I want to make my last cash, my big check here to f- kind of ride off in the sunset and, and you know, and go from there. You know what? The PGA Tour is also the Champions Tour is a PGA Tour. So if he never played another P- Champions Tour event, I'm sure there wouldn't be a lot of guys really unhappy yeah. out there about that either. Uh, <laughs> just from a pure right. sure talent standpoint. Um, yeah, I think, hasn't he won like three of, out of his four events? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he's played in three or he's played in four and won three. I think is what it is. And he got mad and didn't come back after he lost, you know, out there. But uh, anyhow, I listen, I'm a bit surprised he's not going to play because it, the Masters, because that would have seemed like the perfect place to come back, get the Masters claps, the, you know, he's a three time champ. He's, it's a small field. It's not all the young guys per se, maybe in bunches, right? So I thought that that it um, that, that would be the perfect place for him to come back. With that being said, the fact that he's not there, I don't think there's any chance he doesn't play every event on the LIV tour. I think he'll play everyone. And I think we'll come to realize he's way in deeper with that whole thing than maybe what he led on to. I, that's my prediction at this point. I think that's that's probably pretty accurate to say. I mean, we might not see him until that first event in uh, uh, in June. Um, also, not still still not for sure decided that Tiger Woods is not not playing the Masters yet. Uh, Johnny and I were talking about that before we went live. That um, you know, there's a past champions list that will not be participating. Tiger's not on that list yet. I don't expect him to play. But man, that'd be nice for like a a midnight you know yeah. announcement the week before right that, i don't think hey, he can I, walk I, I, it i don't I'm think he can walk it i don't think he can walk it i don't think there's any way okay. i mean that is a hilly treacherous up and down trek i don't think he can walk it i mean i just don't think he can do it i know he's shoot, I, I know he came out and said he's shooting for 2023 masters that makes sense i just don't know how he could walk it now would he play the part three maybe or something you know i think he could do that mm. that would be fun to see him um I just don't think he can walk it, Phil. I just don't think he can do it. I'm with you. And it's probably the smart call at this point. Um, I think most people would rather see him be conservative in his comeback and and wherever that starts, whether it's truly a 2023 limited schedule, um, as long as, you know, he's taking care of his health and and, and improving. I think that's what everyone wants to see. Uh, Guys, let's move on to the WGC match play this week. It's a tournament that, is unlike any other on the schedule. Uh, you know, we just don't see match play really at all in, unless you see it in the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup. So I I, I like the idea of this tournament. I'm, and I'm interested in both of your takes before we, we talk about it. I like the idea of this tournament. I like that it's different. It still feels like it. they haven't perfected it exactly um, in the right way yet. And I don't really know. I'd be interested in like a stroke play portion maybe 36 holes and take the top 16 into the weekend. I don't, I don't know what it is. I like the idea. It just doesn't feel like they've perfected the format exactly yet, but they've been going with this pod system for what, four or five years now. Uh, Johnny, your take on this event, how strongly does it hold your interest? It does. I, you're right. The, the one, the one thing is, is it just doesn't totally feel like it's just, perfectly set up you know when they did the 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 64 and did the bracket um that was neat but then you know half the field goes home after the first day so you know it feels kind of you know incomplete especially if you get um a lot of the top guys that 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 fall um I, i don't mind the pods but the way kind of like friday's matches are always just brutally bad because Half of them don't mean anything, and they're just there. They're you know they're they're just waiting to they're booking their flight home and everything like that. Um, I, I love the golf course. The, the the golf course is just phenomenal. I mean, it just it's so it's so easy on the eyes. Um, like watching that, and and the match play is fun because it is different. Um, 
But, uh, you know, there's just, there's something about it, like you said, and, and maybe they've got to shake it up again, uh, figure out a different way to, 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 to make it interesting, at least in the early part of the week there. But uh, it, it's, it's not a must watch event, but I will watch probably the whole thing. Um, just cause like I said, I like the golf course and, and it is kind of neat to see the guys do the match play stuff. And, you know, you hope it gets a little, you know, you get, you get a couple of those matches where you get, get a couple guys that uh, don't really care for each other, or it gets a little, little bit uncomfortable, you know, stuff like that, that we don't normally see, but uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a good event. It's just not a great one. I don't think. Scott, what do you think? Well, I, I think the pod systems worked out nicely. I think it makes it interesting. I think it almost feels like too much golf for the week sometimes to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm not so sure that if you didn't just play, put 64 guys in, played 36 holes of stroke play, seated them according to the way the 64 fell out and go play a normal bracket might not be a fun way to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to figure out how to handle the ties in the 36 holes in seating, but you'd get some interesting matchups, you know, you'd really get some early matchups that, you know, you might catch a, uh, you know, a more playing DJ or something based on one of them not playing well, or one of them playing great and play that early. And I, I think that could be interesting, but um, yeah. I don't think there's any right answer to be honest with you. I like the pods. I just think it just feels like a lot of golf to me uh, during the week where I love, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love watching golf, but um, it just seems like a long week. And, yeah. um, anyways, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the winner, the, the final two got to play basically seven rounds of golf from Wednesday yeah. through Sunday. That is a lot of golf. Um, yeah. you know, the, the, I, I the pod system, I think they went that way because there were so many stars going out on a Wednesday and, you know, you don't want to see that. It, it, this is a way to keep them through Friday and hopefully get a few through to the weekend. It's a tough it's a tough entertainment piece on a Saturday or Sunday though, especially Sunday when there's two matches going on, you know, it's tough from an entertainer's perspective. If you got like last year's final was good. It was Horschel and Scheffler, two really solid guys. Um, not superstars though. Uh, you know, the, the one year where DJ won in 2017 as the number one player in the world and he beat Rom, who was an up and comer. That was a great final. You just can't guarantee those things. And I'm, I'm sure the tour would love it. If we saw like a Morikawa, uh, Hovland final, something like that, where it's, you know, true superstars going head to head. It's, it's just tough from a, from a viewing perspective when it's not. Um, I want to talk about Austin country club. Johnny mentioned it. I, I, I echo your sentiment. It's a die course. It's fantastic for match play. There's so many good match play holes coming down the stretch of this course. Uh, 18, you can even reach it. Uh, you know, it's a drivable four. There's, I think it's the 12th or 13th where it's that short four over the water. That's a really cool match play hole when it's kind of getting down to the stretch. Um, it's not necessarily a long course and it doesn't necessarily favor one type of player over another. We've seen Kisner play exceptionally well here, short player, accurate, good, good putter, great match play player. DJ's one here, Bubba, uh, last year, Horschel. So I think from a perspective of opening it up to the entire field where anyone can succeed here, if they play well, um, this is kind of the course you're looking for, right? Yeah, ahead, this John. is, uh, um, you know, it, it doesn't really, like you said, it doesn't favor anybody. Um, and, be, be, you know, it's got wider fairways. Um, you know, it's got some quadrants on the greens that you see. So you got to hit your irons well. Um, you know, you got to be a good scrambler because um, these bunkers are, are, are deep. And, of course, you know, in match play, you, you want to be a good putter here. So it, it, it really kind of favors a guy just playing well. Um, so it makes it real hard to, to, to pick guys because the course doesn't necessarily favor somebody. And because it is a different format, some guys succeed more in match play than they do in stroke play. And some are the other way. So, you know, it, uh, um, you just got to look for guys that are hot. It's real hard to find a winner here because of all the rounds of golf that you got to play and the good stretches of golf. Cause really in match play, I mean, six bad holes, four bad holes in a row could mean you're, you're done for the week. So, you know, you want those consistent players, um, you know, and you just got to kind of, as long as you stay out of trouble, uh, you said well, there's some water holes and everything, um, you know, you can, you could really score well around this golf course. Scott, I'm interested in your perspective here, stroke play, uh, stroke play versus match play and the type of player that match play favors, or, or, you know, do you think it favors a guy like, like a Kevin Kisner, who's, 
solid, consistent. He's just going to grind you to death. He's going to make a lot of eight, 10 footers and just drive you crazy. Or maybe like a Matthew Wolf type who might make a double bogey, a triple bogey, but it's not really going to hurt him in a match play format. He's going to make a ton of birdies. What, you know, what kind of guy would you prefer? You know, um, just speaking for myself, you know, um, I always like match play. I had a lot of success in match play. I thought one of the keys to match play, um, and uh, I'm giving away one of my little secrets here, uh, is um, uh, I always like to play first from the fairway. So there's plenty of times I might, if I got someone that I hit a little bit farther than, and I got kind of a tough hole in front of me, I might hit three wood on that hole and hit it behind him a little bit and let myself play first. His first on the green always has the advantage in match play, always. And so there's those things that that happen. So that's why I like a Kisner, because Kisner just constantly puts pressure on people. He's going to hit first from the fairway. He's going to continue to hit good shots because he has to. That's the only way he survives on tours to be a great iron player. You know, so um, I don't know if it favors, it just favors the guy who's playing the best. The thing that's interesting about, about Austin Country Club, just to add to what you guys were talking about, it, I think that makes this a great match play course is that the greens are so undulated. You have times when someone hits it in there eight feet from the hole and he's in three puttville. Right. And that's what makes it so interesting, in my opinion. The short putt, some of the times, as John says, some of the parts of the green you get the ball into, you're kind of screwed. And you're, you've got a chance where it looks like, oh, you know, DJ's got it 12 feet and someone's got it 30 feet. And the other guy ends up two putting coming off with the win because it's that kind of course. You get some weird putts. The greens are real slopey. I, I love the venue. I think it's great. I really do. I, I think it would be nice if it was a touch longer. It's just a little bit short. Um, but as you were talking about 18 last year, if you remember, the, 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 the last day of match play maybe it was a real downwind. Uh, day and everybody was kind of trying to bomb it up by the green and nobody could get it within 15 feet they're hitting right next to the green and where the pin was they couldn't <laughs> right they could you know and guys who were laying it back started getting smart maybe laying it back and wedging it in there we're using the backstop and getting spin back down the hole i think that's what makes that place fun you know i really do let's get into the the, the groups guys we're, we'll do yeah. we're gonna do a rapid fire uh all 16 groups who we might like to advance. And then after that, we might talk uh, just a couple odds on, on who we like to maybe win the entire thing. Uh, group one guys, uh, John Rahm is there. He's at plus 150 with Cam Young, a guy that's really been on fire uh, the last five, six, seven tournaments. And he's made a, I mean, a big push to even get in this field at plus 275. Uh, one of Johnny's favorites, uh, Sebastian Munoz at plus 300. And, Match play stalwart, but really struggling with his golf game. Pat Reed also in this group. Johnny, who you like? Um, I'll first tell you I hate uh, John Rahm in this one. Um, I, I don't think his putting's quite there, and he's he's more trending to peak towards Augusta. Um, and then these other guys are going to want to beat the number one player in the world. So I am I'm going to take Cam Young on this one at plus two seventy five. I think that's good value. Um, Sebastian Munoz though played uh, played really well at the players. Um, um, you know he's a good solid player all around, so he might be uh, one that I might look at as well. Scott, Rom is so competitive. <laughs> it's just yeah. he's such a lion. I, I can't go against number one. I I hear exactly what Johnny's saying because he hasn't been playing that great. But I'm going to go with number one. I'm going to go with John Rom. I think Rom probably advances. I think from a betting perspective, Johnny's right. The, the value on Cam Young at plus 275 is really interesting. Um, obviously, he's as long as Rom off the tee. Um, I, you know, and he's he just seems to have it. And uh, I like that. He's actually 130 to one to win the entire tournament, which I really, really like, as well as just a value play. Uh, group number two is Morikawa at two plus 200, Sergio at plus 240. Bobby McIntyre at 275 and our guy who's all in Jason Kokrak at plus 300. I don't know what's up with Kokrak. Uh, I, I kind of liked him last week. Uh, he played terrible at Valspar. Maybe he's, he's one foot out the door for Saudi already. Um, I'm, I'm a big Morikawa guy. I, I think, yeah, he didn't play well last week. He got wind blown at the players. Um, the value has gone down on him and that just makes me want to buy, buy, buy. So, <laughs> um, I'm all, I'm all in on Colin, uh, in this group, Scott. Um, I mean, I, something inside of me tells me that Kokrak might be a guy to maybe take a chance on, but yeah. then I look at it and I'm like, eh, he's going to be more cow. No one's beating more cow in that group. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going with him. 
Johnny, Sergio match play version is different than Sergio at most tournaments, correct? I was going to say, this is a pretty good group here with, with Sergio, you know, being uh, the Austin resident, uh, Bob McIntyre, good, good dud, uh, European player, Kokrak as well. Uh, yeah. And then I'm going to say, though, it's going to be hard to, to not bet Morikawa here, especially if you met uh, at plus 200 to get out of this bracket here. And if he can get it going, you know, you know I might like him on a win bet as well. Group three, uh, Hovland at plus 165, Zalatoris at 200, Cam Tringali at 330, and Sepp Straka at plus 400. Scott, uh, um, ball oh, strikers, ball strikers in this group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to jump in on you. Um, I mean, I love Zalatoris, but the greens there are just a nightmare. So I'm not that keen on that. Hovland is not playing that great, and his short game looks pretty shaky. And you got to have short game around there. I'm taking Sepp Straka. I think he's playing the best of anybody in this group. He just won. He looked just like an absolute stud the last month. Every time I've watched him in a golf shot, I'm going with Straka. I had a feeling. I had a feeling you go that way, and I don't hate it. He's really been playing well. Been playing great. Uh, you're right. Hovland's weaknesses around the green. I mean, it was really on display at the players. Uh, Zalatoris, I'd be making him put every two and a half, three footer. That that's scary right now. Yeah. Um, although I did, I did bet Will because I I got, I got him at a fifty to one number, and it's too good to pass up. Um, yeah. uh, Johnny, you going with Tringali? No, I. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be different with Straka here because, I mean, he's been playing solid golf even after winning at Honda. I mean, he's, you know, he's been pretty solid and he, he was probably going to be one of those guys that uh, he'll sneak out of this bracket because, you know, he's going to be the one making the putts. Phil, you know who Straka reminds me of? Johnny Bill. Strasser. Johnny Strasser. Oh. oh. That's where I'm at. That's why I took him. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a poor man, Sepp Strzok. I'll take I will, yeah, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll be remembering that one for future use. Fairways and greens, baby, right there. That dude right there. Fairways and greens. <laughs> Group four, uh, Patrick Cantley, Sanjay M at plus 260, Keith Mitchell at 300, Seamus Power at 330. Low-key, a pretty good group. Uh, all these guys mm-hmm. have been playing pretty, uh, pretty well recently. Johnny? Yeah, they have been. Um, I still think I got to go. I I, I want to bet Mitchell on this one, but I, I've got to go with with Cantley. I think uh, he's just if he's if he shows up to play, if he's you know if he's mentally into it and and gets into it, you know he's he's so tough to beat. I mean, the guy is just stone faced. Yeah, but exactly what he did in the Ryder Cup, and and yep. I mean that shows me all I need to know. Yep, Scott. You know, I want to bet Cantley too on this, but I, I just don't, you know, he's just in a lull to me, seems right now. Like he's just not, I don't know, last time, a couple of times he's played, he hasn't seemed like he's been wanted to be there to me, you know? So I have to tell you, Sung JM is an awfully tempting one as well because he hits it so straight. He hits it so accurate. He's just so built for this golf course, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with Keith, Keith Mitchell. I think Keith, Keith Mitchell has been playing awesome. And he's got that kind of nasty mean look on his face right now. Like he's a little bit pissed. He hasn't been more in the hunt. I, I just have a feeling about Keith Mitchell. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him make a final four this week. Wow. I love it. Love it. Uh, I'm going to go Cantley. I, I, I just, I love the Ryder cup version of Cantley. If that's what we're getting this week. Uh, it seems like a nightmare to play match play. He's got that slow pace that's also frustrating. Um, I, I just think Cantley could be a match play killer, so I'm taking Cantley. Group five is one of my favorites. It's uh, Scotty Scheffler against the basically the, the European Ryder Cup team. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick at plus <laughs> 250, Tommy Fleetwood plus 275, and Poulter at plus 300. Um, Fitzpatrick has been playing so, so well. I don't ever trust him to actually win a golf tournament. Um, but Scott, where are you headed with this one? Well, I mean, it's hard to bet, bet against Shuffler. I mean, he's been the best player in the world for the last five weeks, but I am going to bet against Shuffler. I'm going to go with Matt Fitzpatrick. I think he's the best putter in the field. And that's what you got to have in match play on this short, tricky, little windy, tough golf course. And I, so I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the putter. I'm going to take Fitzpatrick out of that group. And he always plays well when it gets tougher as well. So if it gets I, I, fast, I like him. Yep. I do. I like him. Johnny. Yeah, I mean, I think if I was Scotty Scheffler, I'd be kind of, I'd be kind of pissed at this draw because I mean, <laughs> this is a tough one. This is a tough one, and you know, you'd think Scheffler's going to be one of the favorites, and I still think he could get out of this bracket here. I but yeah, between Fitzpatrick 
And I even think Tommy Fleetwood um, could definitely get on it. Since go. since Scott picked Fitzpatrick, I'll go I'll go Fleetwood on this to get yeah, out of there. Good pick. I, I think I'm going to side with with Scott and go Fitzpatrick based on current form. Fleetwood's been playing good as well. They'll show up the players, show up the Valspar as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think both have a really good chance. I'll just I'll take the guy that I trust to make more putts, which is clearly Fitzpatrick. Group six, our guy JT, and a really tough draw. Um, he's at plus 165. Mark Leishman at plus 240. Uh, Kisner, who has, I mean, really made a name for himself in this event and just being a tough guy to play at plus 260. And uh, my guy, Luke List, at plus 400. Johnny. You want me to go first, John? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. JT, done. <laughs> Okay. I, I I want him to get out of this because I want him to win and I want him to win the masters and everything. Um, probably will end up betting him, but I think you've got great value on Leishman and Kisner and, and list for that matter. I mean, to get out of that. So if, since he went JT, which is probably where I would go, I'd say if you're considering someone else, um, you got to go Kisner just because the track record. Yeah, I, 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 you can't really fault anyone for, and and this is one of the the tournaments or golf courses where I think uh, history does matter. I think how you play in this format does matter, and Kisner's one of the best. I, I, I go with JT. He's just been hitting it so well, yeah. and it feels like, you know, the Valspar that was the worst he could have finished. Um, it, you know, he makes a few putts on Sunday. This is, uh, you know, we're talking about him coming off a of victory. So, JT is my guy here. Group seven. Um, uh, it, you know, the draw really went in a, uh, in a favorable way for Xander Shoffley, in my opinion. I think this was maybe the weakest group outside of Xander. He's at plus 175 to win this group. Tony Finau, who's been in a big slump at plus 250. Takumi Kanaya at plus 300. Did a good job with that name. And Lucas Herbert at nice plus job. 300. Guys, I, I just I, – I already bet Xander. I bet Xander to win the tournament because I think he's going to get out of this group. And at that point, it's it's just a crapshoot. So I like Xander to advance here. Scott? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's his, it's his group to lose for sure. The only way he loses it is if he plays poorly. Mm-hmm. He plays decent. He's going to win this group. I, there's no question. I, I agree. I think it's the weakest. I, I think it's a great draw for him. Yep. John? I think is as pissed as Scotty Scheffler is about his draw – Xander's got to be the complete and total opposite happy because right. normally this is this is Tony Finau to bet, um, but he just has no game right now. So you just got to go chalk and go Xander at this one. Group eight, uh, past champion uh, and a guy that's been kind of in a slump of his own, Dustin Johnson at plus 165, Max Homa at plus 230, Mac Hughes and Matt Wolf, who has not been on the radar lately. Uh, this feels like a DJ or Homa pick, Johnny. Yeah, I, I think if DJ can get out of this, which I'll I'll bet him to get out of it, um, I think he could make a run uh, to that final four there. Um, liked how he played Sunday at, at the Players. I mean, that sixty three was was remarkable. Um, played okay this this last week, so you know, and, and the Masters is his event, so he's he's wanting to, to play well here um, to get that momentum going, and I like him at the plus one sixty five. Scott. Well, I listen, I, I love DJ. I'm a massive DJ fan. I, I he's just been playing so poorly. And and yeah, you're right. That 63 may is the reason why I'm gonna pick him out of this group. But my gut, another part of me tells me Homa would be a good pick. Matthew Wolf is nowhere. I don't think Mackenzie Hughes could win this group. Uh I like his game. Uh, he's a Kent State kid. He's a Matt kid. I, I guess I'll go with DJ. I think I would go with DJ. Uh, I, I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to go max. Uh, I just, I don't love what I've seen from DJ. Um, I, he trip. very well may get out and I hope he does. I, I really want to see him get back on track, especially as the closer we get to Augusta group nine is fascinating in so many ways. We have not seen Bryson on the PGA tour, uh, in 2022, and we are going to see him in a group with Taylor Gooch, who has played great golf for the last six months at plus 225 Lee Westwood at plus 240, And one of my favorites old, Dick Bland at plus 350. I cannot wait to watch Bryson against Dick Bland. I'm tuning in for that one. Scott, who you got? 
I'm half I'm half tempted to take Richard Bland, to be honest with you. As straight as he hits it, as good as he puts it, I know he's an old dude and he has not, he hasn't won enough. And so I'm not gonna take him, but I don't know how you could go against Taylor Gooch in this pick. I mean, the kid has just been a rock star and I love his game. I think he's gonna win more this year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got himself close to a major. I'm gonna go with Gooch. Yep. Johnny. Are we going to see Bryson on Thursday? Will be the question is whether he'll, uh, you know, after getting upset by by uh, by Dick Bland, <laughs> by Dickie uh, Bland, Bland. <laughs> is is whether he's going to be grabbing that back or that wrist or whatever it is. There, <laughs> Go- Gooch is the, the Gooch is probably right now the, the best player in that that one there. Um, Lee Westwood though, yeah, he played well last year at this event. Um, his game was a whole bunch better than it was now. I would say he's going to give the best run for the money to, to Gooch, but I, if with my money, I got to bet Taylor Gooch at plus 225. I think that's a good number. Yeah, I'm going to sweep it. I, I would go to Gooch as well. He's clearly playing the best. We have no idea what we're going to get from Bryson at all. I will say that if if you're, you're you're betting to win, Bryson's sitting at 40 to 1. I haven't seen him at 40 to 1 in a tournament in a really long time. We don't really know what's going to happen, but it's it's an interesting number uh, just from a betting perspective to think about. Group 10, uh, Louis Oosthuizen at plus 200. This is a good group. Uh, plus uh, mm-hmm. Paul Casey at plus 225. Alex Noren, who's got an outstanding record in this tournament at this event at plus 275. And Corey Connors, uh, team no putt at plus 300. Johnny, we got? You, you know, I, I don't think, uh, you know, Lou, Oost Hazen is a guy I want to pick, is what I'm trying to say here, but he's just not playing that well. Alex Norton is a really sticky match play player. You just cannot get the guy off of you, and he's playing good golf to, to boot. I like that number, plus 275, Alex Norton, out of group 10. I knew you weren't taking Paul Casey. That was that was for sure. I am not <laughs> taking Paul Casey. <laughs> uh, I think Corey Connors played well in this event. If it wasn't last year, it was the year before. Didn't he make final eight or – Somewhere towards the final four, if I could be, I could be mistaken. I know you don't think he makes a putt in his entire life. Uh, so. I love Corey Connors. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't get away from him in this group for some reason. Mm-hmm. I just can't. He's again, it, it's a small ballpark. It's kind of like you're saying about Bryson. I don't like Bryson because it's just a sm- small ball. He's he's just going to hit foul balls. It's I, even when he doesn't hit foul balls, it's going to be a foul ball in this golf course. I think he's just so good tee to green. He's such a smart, steady player. I find it hard to go against him. So I'm going to go with Corey Connors. I love, I like Corey Connors. I like watching him play golf. I love his golf swing. Uh, I just, I want him to be a decent putter. Man, he can win. Um, <laughs> He's good. No question. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Johnny. I like Norrin as well. I, I just go. I like it. I, I, like I, it too. I, I yeah, I, I think the way you put that sticky match play player, you just doesn't, you're not, you're not going to be comfortable playing him. He just yeah. kind of, he's a bulldog, uh, which is, you know, weird. Cause I don't think he's, he, well, he did play in the Ryder cup. Yeah. He played in the, he's won 10 France. times in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. He can play. Yep. Group 11. A uh, lot of, I mean, a lot of, a lot of stalwarts here, at least past stalwarts. Uh, Jordan Spieth at plus 210, Adam Scott at 230. Justin Rose at 270 and Keegan at plus 300. Uh, Scott, any interest in Keegan coming off his good players performance? He's playing probably the best of anybody in this group. The problem with him is, and this is kind of like how I explain golf sometimes. People like some people say it's like the six inches between your, your ears, but I don't believe that. I think it's in your heart. It's your emotional management. It's how you manage your emotions for four hours. And he's literally one of the worst on tour. It seems like for that, he's just so up and down on every shot, every holy hangs. He reacts. I want to pick him. He's playing great, but I can't, I can't pick him. I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth. It's Texas. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Keegan. (laughs) Could, could he bring back one of those memories where what he had when he had with the, the argument with Jimenez over? Uh, that's that, right. That's right. That. <laughs> that's right. I glad mention that. I don't. I don't like this group at all. I, I just. I don't feel good about anyone coming out of it. So I'll go with the best value and go. Yeah, Keegan's going to come out of this one. Okay. I'm going to go with Adam Scott. I think Adam Scott's been playing pretty good golf this year. I, I've bet him a lot. I've lost, a, I've lost some on him, but I think he's playing pretty decent golf as we head into the masters. Uh, 12 group, 12 defending chat, Billy Horschel. 
He's at plus 175. Tom Hoagie at 250. Thomas Peters at 250. Min Wu Lee at 400. I'll, guys, I love um, I love Tom Hoagie here. I think he has been just hitting the cover off the golf ball this whole season. Um, his putter has improved now to where he's a winner. He's contending a lot. Um, we saw him show up at the players um, for most of that week. So I like the value you're getting on Tom Hoagie at plus 250. Scott? I like Tom Hoagie. I like him for this group. I think he's the class of this group right now. I don't think it's that close, to be honest with you. I mean, Orchard's been playing okay. I, I I think this one's an easy one to pick, to be honest with you. I think he's been playing the best. I, I'll go with him. Yep. Johnny? Clean sweep for, for those reasons. I think I, I like him the most out of all of it. And, and his game, his most recent form is the best. And, and Thomas Peters, you know, we talk about him a lot. He's so combustible. He's probably the most likely to break a nine yeah. iron over his knee this week. It feels like. God, I hope so. Besides Terrell Hatton, maybe. Yeah, speaking of group 13, <laughs> uh, Daniel Berger at plus 210, Terrell Hatton at 225, Bizaden at 275, and Siwoo Kim, a Pete Dye specialist, as Johnny and I always talk about. He's in this group as well. Johnny, you go here. Bizaden Hoot. Mm. I, I just think he's going to get out of it. He's played well here before, I believe. That or we've picked him before. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, you'd think, you'd think Berger, you'd think Terrell. I think they're going to kind of cancel each other out. And Bizayden Hoot's just going to fly under the radar, um, you know, with some solid play and, and come out of that bracket. Scott? I think if it was six to eight months ago, Bizayden Hoot is exactly who I would have probably picked. He's just been so – he just disappeared. He was playing unbelievable, John. You're you're right, man. He The, the kid was just incredible. Um, I can't, I can't pick him. And Sibu Kim is just a weirdo. He, he either misses the cut or he wins. It's like, mm-hmm. there's, how could you ever pick him? You know, right. is he's either going to go shoot 20 under, or he's going to shoot a pair of 76s and go home. So I, I don't know, man, between Hatton and Berger, I'll flip a coin and I'll go with Berger. I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on those two. I'll probably go with Hatton. I think he's, he's played, he didn't, I mean, he showed up at the players. He showed up at Arnold Palmer. He's, his form's pretty good. Uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get with some of his emotional stuff, but I'll go with Hatton here at plus 225. Group 14, uh, Russell Henley. This is an interesting group. Plus 220 for Henley. Neiman at plus 240. Um, Kevin Na at plus 280. We'll see if he pulls out any shenanigans this year like he did with DJ last year. Uh, Mav McNeely at plus 290. Johnny? I hope Kevin Na puts his hand on somebody's shoulder and explains a rule to him. That's that's all I want out of this group. Don't <laughs> condescend. I don't even care with. That's what I want there. So, um, I I usually fade this guy all day long. I know where you're going. Russ Henley. Russ Henley. Yeah. I just he's been playing good golf. Oh, yes. he's been playing so good, and he's such a good iron player. This is a great he setup. He is, and I I think that that's going to kind of overcome the. The, the struggle with the putting. I don't know how far he'll go after that, but I fade him like it's just the easiest thing in the world to do. Yeah, you do. I'm going to bet Russ Henley for the first time in my life. And, and I'm, as soon I'm, as this is over. I'm a regular Russ Henley better. He's let me down so many times the last, what, eight months. But I'm with you. I love, I love the setup. I love this group for him. I'm going with Henley as well, Scott. I mean, Mc, I mean, I just start, I just check him off. McNeely is, you know, just crossed him off. I, he's, he's no way. Kevin Nosn, I mean, he's been nowhere. I mean, I don't know why. Where, Dismissive where, of Mad McNeely. I just don't think he can win this group. I just don't think there's any way he could win this group. Kevin Nah, I just don't, man, I just, he's just been nowhere. And Joaquin Neiman seems like the obvious pick, but then you watched how good he played. But then you watched how like pissed off and immature he acted too. So if things go the wrong other way, does he act like that? I, I like Russ Henley. I'm going with Russ. I think he's the best athlete in that group. He's a, grew up playing all kinds of sports. I think match plays right up his alley. I think it's a good pick. All right, clean sweep. Russ Henley's our guy. 15, Abe Answer at plus 230. Bubba Watson, former champ at plus 250. Webb at plus 300. Brian Harmon at plus 300. Scott. Well, guys, I'm going to go where with Johnny the lefty. I know where Johnny I'm gonna go, is. I'm going to go with the lefty here. Now, which lefty am I going with? I'm gonna Harman. go with I'm gonna go with Brian Harmon, man. He's been playing great. 
And I think this is a perfect golf course for him. I do. I think it's the little small ball golf course that fits him perfectly. He is, just looks like he's playing with so much confidence. And answer doesn't look like he's playing with any confidence. Webb Simpson would probably be a good pick, for, I think. Um, Bubba's, I know Bubba's won here, but it's it's unbelievable he's won there. Unless he hits iron off every hole, I don't know how he can do it. I'm going to go with Brian Harmon. Johnny, I already know you're picking Brian. Yeah, Scott, thank you so much for mentioning Harmon. I think starting at Sony, every single show that I've done, he <laughs> has been one of my persons to watch here. And I do like Bubba um, at this event. I mean, I think he plays I it really, really well. Bubba. But Harmon's Harmon's game's a lot better, and dude's putting really, really well. I agree. Don't don't mess with a guy who's putting the, putting the ball well. And I'll go Harmon. I, I I think I'm with you guys. I think he's playing the best of the four. Um, Webb is still coming back from injury and, and just kind of a layoff. So I don't, I don't really trust him. I never trust Bubba and answer doesn't seem to be, uh, on his game at this point. So yeah, I'm with you on Brian Harmon and, uh, yes, Johnny mentions Brian Harmon almost on every podcast, uh, only because he doesn't talk about Brian Stewart, every podcast. now. <laughs> <laughs> last, last group, uh, group 16, uh, Shane Lowry and Brooks Kepka co-favorites at plus 220, Eric Van Royen at 275, Harold Varner at 300. This is a real tough one, guys. I love Lowry and Kepka. I love the way Brooks is rounding into form. It get, he's getting kind of, he's peaking at the right time coming in the masters, uh, played really well on Sunday last week, but Shane Lowry has been going for uh, a mm-hmm. few weeks now, really riding high. I like Lowry out of this group, Johnny. I think you could pick any one of these four and have a pretty good chance at, at it winning. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to pick Brooks just because like I've always said, if it's not a major, I'm, I'm not going to bet him. Um, Lowry's game though, seems to be the best. Um, you know, he's putting the ball well. And um, I like, I kind of like him. I like him in match play. Um, plus two twenty is good value too. So I'll go, I'll go Shane as well. Scott, no, no Harold Varner love. I'm surprised at that. Not even a mention, not even a mention. <laughs> uh, man, I think he's starting to play really good. He would be tough not to pick. Honestly, as I look at this group, I almost picked Brooks Kepka last for some reason. I don't know why. That just mm-hmm. for some reason, Eric Van Roon just seems to be playing great every week. Varner seems to be on the uptick, and Shane Lowry is the luck of the Irish. I, I would have to go with the luck of the Irish. I like Shane Lowry. Yeah, I like. I think Lowry. Um, I, th- I just have a feeling he could win this week. Uh, Forty to one number. I, I kind of like him for that. Uh, Johnny, anyone um, on the odds board that you you like as a win as a win bet or a win pick here? Um, you know, we won't go through it traditionally like we do, but you know, these are this is such a hard hard event to pick because, like like I said earlier here, you know, you have you have a four or six hole stretch that's that, that goes sour and, and you could, you know, you're going home basically against these guys, you know, with the top 64 players in the world. So um, looking at some of the guys, I mean, just looking at some of the guys I picked, I don't even know if I'm going to bet any of these guys as a win bet. I mean, Cam Young, since I picked him to come out of the bracket, you know, if he just keeps going, um, Sepp Straka at 80 to one, mm. you know, he could just, he could just keep going. I mm. I'd say probably him. If I had to pick a guy, um, because I feel mo- the best out of, uh, those bottom odds there of him coming out of the bracket that he could just kind of make a run at it and, and, uh, you know, and play pretty well. Also Keith Mitchell. I know we talked about him. I didn't pick him to come out of the bracket, but I think if you think he's going to win that one, that, uh, 80 to one's pretty good odds there. Okay. Scott, I know necessarily not the, not the odds number, but who, who do you think could potentially win this tournament? Uh, well, I, I, there, there are three names that, for me, kind of stick out. Um, I, I, like, uh, I like Shane Lowry a lot. I, I really like Taylor Gooch. I think, I think this tournament is becoming a tournament of the young, the young player because of the seven rounds in the long week. And I have to agree. I think Seb Straka is going to, I think he's got a chance. I do. I just, he's just been so solid, man. I just, I, I don't know. There's something about him that just keeps kind of, kind of jumping out of me. But if I had to pick anybody right now, I think I'd probably go with, uh, I'd probably go with Shane Lowry or Taylor Gooch. 
Yeah. Gooch coming in at 60 to one. Uh, Johnny already mentioned struck at 80 to one. I talked about Cam Young. I think if he gets out of that group with Rom, I think he's got a great chance. I got him on 130 to one. He's sitting at 90 Oof. to one right now. Um, I, I, we mentioned Morikawa. I, anytime he's at 20 to one, I'm just, I'm very interested at that. He's at 20. Um, I like that. There's, there's a, uh, a, a, a prop on DraftKings for a double chance. Um, you can pick two guys. So you can pick JT or Morikawa to win at plus 600. You give me two bullets at plus six, six to one with one of the, probably the two best iron players uh, on tour. I, I might take my chance with one of that as well. Um, anything else guys from uh, this match play tournament should be kind of fun to watch. Yeah. I'm good. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> closing it out strong i think we covered a lot didn't we we covered a lot man that yeah that's 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 a fun but tiring exercise uh, <laughs> guys i appreciate you joining me uh two great golfers in their own right scott pieri and johnny strauser thanks guys thank you thank you uh listen to us uh your best bet we got some good shows coming up local golf scene coming into focus. Um, I have a couple of shows coming up on that and uh, NFL draft free agency, all kinds of stuff coming up. We'll have our golf picks up on Tuesday of this week. So thanks for listening as always. 